So I wasn't even planning on recording a podcast today. As you can probably hear, um, my voice sounds terrible, but um, we're going to try it out and uh, uh, just, I don't know, we'll struggle through this, I guess. So the very first story that I wanted to to cover um, that I found is, uh, I would say, near and dear to my heart. Because uh, back when I was a boy, um, I would say maybe 10, 10, 11, maybe 12, uh, my mom started doing uh, some family research. And I remember going to some big uh, state records office in Texas. And um, I just remember spending a lot of time there. Uh, and, you know, the building was, uh, I don't know, I don't remember much about the building, but I remember being inside, being very bored, and uh, searching through all these, uh, I don't really know what you call them now, but they were, um, well, there were these little shelves that would pull out, and uh, you would kind of scan through the cards, and I remember my mom pulling out some cards, just going over uh, different state records and pulling stuff up on, oh, there's this machine that they had um, where you put on uh, a newsreel and you kind of would slide the newsreel back and forth uh, on this light projector type kind of contraption um, and for my kids in the future, you probably don't know what a light projector is, but, uh, it's something that we used to, uh, present stuff on. So, yeah. Um, so the, the very first story that we're going to cover, uh, I remember my mother going over these state records and somehow she found that supposedly we were related to um, Rawson Alley. And Rawson Alley was one of the first 300 settlers in Texas. And um, he, he was a part of Stephen F. Austin's original Texas colony. And I think think my mother made a mistake somewhere because I found that we are not descended from Ross and Alley. In fact, Ross and Alley died um, at the ripe old age of 29 years old. So he kicked the bucket pretty early and he didn't have any kids. He didn't marry or anything like that. Um, and I'm pulling up, uh, I'm using Ancestry.com for a lot of this, but um, there's some really nice uh, write-ups of the people that I looked up on the uh, Texas State Historical Association Handbook of Texas, or it's tshaonline.org, and um, you can look up uh, the original 
um, settlers from Texas. So it has a nice little write-up, and I don't know. I guess I'll just read it off. Uh, Rawson Alley, born 1793 and died in 1833. Uh, Rawson Alley, pioneer, settler, and public official, the oldest son of Thomas Alley and his first wife, was born about 1793. Uh, he immigrated in 1821 from Missouri to Texas, where over the next three years, he was joined by his half-brothers, uh, John, Abraham, and Thomas, and William Alley. In 1823, he joined a party, including Stephen F. Austin, uh, the Baron de Strop, Bastrop, bleh, and several slaves. In surveying 170 acres on the Colorado River, intended as the site of the headquarters of the Austin Colony and capital of Colorado Municipality. Although the capital was instead established at San Felipe de Austin, a settlement began on the original site soon grew into the town of Columbus as one of the Austin Colony's Old 300 uh, Alley received title to a league and a half of land on both banks of the Colorado River, five miles below Columbus in what is now Colorado County. In 1823, census of the Colorado District describes him as a carpenter and joiner. I don't know what a joiner is. Um, and census reports of 1825 and 1826 list him as a surveyor and a single man of 25 to 40 years of age. That's a huge age gap. Um, and I'll, an election of militia officials was held at his home in, eight, uh, in March of 1825, and in 1826, he was a captain of, of the militia in command of an attack against the Waco and Tawakani natives. And, uh, you know, growing up uh, in Texas, in Houston, um, we were told that there was only, I think, five native groups in Texas, which is an absolute lie. Uh, there's hundreds of tribes in Texas. Um, or maybe, perhaps, what they were referring to, what my history teacher was referring to, was the uh, main language groups. Um, now, the I, I apologize if I'm going off on a little side tangent here, but this interested me. Um, I believe that the Waco and the Tawakani uh, natives are a part of the uh, Cato, the Cato language group, uh, and I looked them up on Wikipedia. Uh, the Tawakani are a Southern Plains native tribe, uh, closely related to the Wichita's. Uh, they historically spoke uh, a Wichita language of the Catawan language family. Currently, they are enrolled in the Wichita and affiliated tribes. Uh, and it just goes over a little bit of their history. At the beginning of the 18th century, the Tawakani lived in villages in what is now Oklahoma and Texas. In his 1719 expedition, French explorer Jean-Baptiste Bernard de la Harpe encountered a Tawakani village in present-day 
Muskogee County, Oklahoma. The French wrote that the Tawakani raised maize and tobacco. La Harpe uh, negotiated a peace treaty between the Tawakani and eight other tribes and the French government. Hostilities with the Osage uh, pushed the tribes south into Texas. So I think uh, this is probably where uh, they came to, to blows. Uh, Stephen F. Austin's Republic of Texas drove the tribes out from central Texas. So it sounds like they were driven out of Oklahoma, traveled to like central Texas, which is, uh, that's quite a ways away to travel. I don't know if they were on foot or if they were on horseback, but still, it's a long ways. Texas is a big state. Um, the Tawakani helped convince the Comanche and the Wichita to sign a peace treaty with the United States government, which became the first treaty signed between Plains natives and the U.S. In 1835, they signed a treaty with the United States at Camp Holmes. This was the first time that they were included with the Wichita peoples, a practice that continued in subsequent treaties signed in 1837 and 1846. Um, oh, and, uh, and I, I guess in 1853, a Native reservation was established on the Upper, upper Brazos River in Texas. So uh, the Brazos is close to... I believe Austin. Jeez, I should. <laughs> My uh, Texas history is uh, really, I don't know. My Texas geography isn't what it was. Um, let's see if we can look up a map of Texas. Let's see. And we will see where the Brazos is. Mm, we want a geography map. Uh, here we go. Let's see if that shows it. Mm, the rivers are not labeled on this one. But I believe... Uh, hmm. Sorry, guys. It does have the geology of Texas. I don't know if that would be it. Nope, that's not it. I wish I had like some kind of screencast that I could show these maps to you guys on well, how about we just look up brazos river of texas okay actually that's in between yeah that's in between austin and what is now houston so the upper Brazos extends past, um, oh, I would say that's, I mean, it's west of Dallas, um, west of Waco. I would say that's kind of out by Plano, Plano, Texas. So they apparently had a reservation out there. And Stephen F. Austin and... Well, Ross and Allie was not my direct ancestor, but he was the brother of my direct ancestor, Cynthia and Allie. So they drove them off of their reservation 
uh, into Oklahoma. So there's a little bit of history about the Tawakani. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to to the write-up on Rawson Alley. Um, he was a member of the first electoral assembly held at San Felipe in 1828, and that year was elected Sindico Procurador. My Spanish is terrible. Uh, and what a Sindico is, I pulled it up, a Sindico is um, a, city attorney, a, a city attorney of a Spanish municipality or uh, a, a city. And uh, let's see, in August 1830, he was appointed to collect subscriptions for a fund to supply an army to be organized against a possible invasion. And in November of that year, he announced as a candidate for sheriff. He was again syndico in February 1832 and in June as a member of the uh, Ayuntamiento. And an Ayuntamiento is... Uh, it's kind of like a, like a town council position. So... He was moving up in the ranks, I, I would assume. Um, he uh, Okay, so I just read that off. He signed the call for the convention of 1832. He died in 1833 before October 7th when William B. Travis examined his will and wrote the petition for the admission of his heirs, Abraham and William Alley and Cynthia Alley Daniels. Um. Now, I would like to go over the convention of 1832 uh, because I believe that was um, a pretty important event. Now, at this time, uh, Texas was trying to gain independence from, from Mexico. Um, so the convention of 1832 was held at San Felipe, uh, followed the Anahuac disturbances, and the Battle of uh, Velasco, and the Turtle Bayou uh, Resolutions, in which many Texans pledged their support to the then-liberal Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, 55 delegates, none of whom were Tejano, uh, represented 16 districts, and met, with, met from October 1st through October 6th in 1832. The largely Tejano-populated San Fernando uh, or what is now San Antonio and Victoria, did not send a delegation. Delegates from Goliad, who arrived uh, after the meeting, who had adjourned, approved that one that had been done. Blah, sorry. Uh, so during this convention, Stephen F. Austin was elected president of the convention, and Francis W. Johnson, the secretary. The convention adopted a series of resolutions requesting the extension of tariff exemption to Texas for three years, modification of the law of April 6, 1830, to permit more general immigration from the United States. The appointment of a commissioner is issued land titles in East Texas, uh, donation of government lands, 
for the maintenance of primary schools to be conducted in Spanish and English, and a request of the Ayuntamiento of Nacogdoches to prevent white encroachment on lands guaranteed to the uh, natives in East Texas. The convention also established a plan for organizing a militia and committees committees of vigilance, safety, and correspondence, which could dis disseminate news quickly in case of an emergency. Uh, and it goes on for a while. Um, so it says, for several reasons, the res resolutions were never presented. Refusal of San San Antonio to cooperate with the convention made it appear that only the colonists who had come from the United States were dissatisfied. The political chief of the province, Ramon Musquez, uh, ruled that the meeting was un unauthorized and therefore illegal. Austin's apparently thought that the petition for statehood was premature and Santa Ana had not yet taken over the national government from uh, Anastasio Bustamante. So, uh, from what I understand uh, from like my seventh grade history class was that uh, Stephen F. Austin um, did not want to, uh, I guess, secede from the Mexican government. He pretty much wanted to stay, uh, wanted his colony to still be a part of uh, the Mexican government. However, there was people in Texas that were immigrating over from the United States that were calling more for uh, Texas to become its uh, own country. And then later on, uh, they would fight a war with Mexico, uh, which uh, one of my ancestors was actually a part of, um, Williamson Daniels. And Cynthia, Cynthia Alley married uh, Williamson Daniels. And uh, there's this cool little write-up about uh, Williamson Daniels. There's really not much about my direct ancestor, uh, Cynthia Ann Alley. Um, I mean, it just lists her name in Rawson's will. Um, but that's really all that I could find about her. Um, and that she married uh, Williamson Daniels. Uh, he was a... Uh, participant in the Texas Revolution, uh, and he was a Republic of Texas congressman and county official. He was born in Somerset uh, County, Pennsylvania, on January 28, uh, 1798, and in 1830, he came to Texas and settled in the San Augustine District. According to one report, he was a missionary in Stephen F. Austin's second colony. He sold beef cattle, so not the original colony. Uh, his colony expanded uh, later on, and Williamson Daniels was a part of that second colony. He sold beef cattle, uh, oxen, and other provisions to the Texas Army in 1835 and early 1836. He enlisted in the San Augustine Volunteers on April 1st, 1836. And I tried to look up what the San Augustine Volunteers were, but or what they did during um, the war against Mexico, but I couldn't really find anything. I bet if I found a, some kind of Texas history book, I would, but 
I'm kind of pressed for time. Uh, and he served as a second lieutenant until July 22nd. He was elected Justice of the Peace for the Middle District of Colorado County on February 6, 1837, and President of the Board of Land Commissioners of Colorado County on May 7, 1838. And he was also a member of the House of Representatives of the Sixth Congress uh, from 1841 to 1842, and Justice of the Peace of Precinct uh, 3, Colorado County, in February 1845. Daniels became Chief Justice of Colorado County uh, on August 7, 1848, and in 1850 was made County Commissioner in 1851. Um, he ran unsuccessfully for a House seat in the 4th Legislature in 1867. He helped to organize Florida Lodge No. 48 in Fayette County. He was married to Cynthia Alley and died in 18. 72. Um, so yeah, that, uh, I found that. So Cynthia Ann Alley, um, she would be, let's see. So if I'm over here and so there's one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven generations back. So she would be my great grandmother's, uh, one, two, three, four. She would be my great grandmother's great grandmother. Wow. That's pretty cool. And, uh, let's see. Or I guess, well, she's not descended or she's not my great-grandmother's dis, uh, ancestor she is my great-grandfather's ancestor and that would be Aubrey A. Harvey Sr. and uh, the line follows his mother Sarah Agnes Byler um, who was the daughter of Jefferson Byler and Susan Allie Griffiths and Susan Allie Griffiths was the daughter of Abraham A. Griffiths and Mary Allie Daniels, who was the daughter of Williamson Daniels and Cynthia Ann Allie. And uh, I traced, I was able to trace back um, the Allie name uh, a little bit, and I found, uh, let's see, I found... Um, that a Henry Alley or Heinrich Alley uh, immigrated from Lorraine, France in 1700 and settled in Washington County, Pennsylvania. So I guess they just stayed, or I guess they somehow immigrated from Pennsylvania all the way to Texas. So... Uh, pretty cool little piece of history that my family was involved in the Texas Revolution and, you know, uh, was were appointed to pretty prominent positions in uh, Texas. So I I was I was a little bit bummed that uh, what my mom found was actually not true that um, that actually 
we're not descended from Ross and Allie, that we are descended from Cynthia and Allie, but still pretty cool little pieces of history. Um, and I think actually that's all I really have for, uh, for, uh, this episode. And, um, if you're not subscribed yet, um, you can subscribe to the, excuse me, to the, uh, Per Tempest podcast, uh, that's P-E-R-T-E-M-P-U-S, uh, podcast on, uh, Google. It's up on Google podcasts. Uh, now it's up on Apple and Spotify and a bunch of other podcasting apps, um, so if you want, you can go subscribe. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can rate it and leave uh, a nice little review. Um, so yeah, uh, I I just, this podcast, like I said in the last episode, is really for my kids. I wanted to, you know, I was really quite taken in with uh, Jordan Peterson's uh, words about, you know, the 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 things that you do now the positive things that you do now for you and your children will reverberate throughout the rest of time so it really does matter what you do with your life and the decisions that you make so for me this podcast is a way to you know in a thousand years you know, if humans are still around in a thousand years, I would like for my descendants to be able to just listen to to this piece of his to these pieces of history, these stories of from history that I've been able to find, and uh, I would like for them to know where they come from. And uh, there's a lot more stories. Uh, some of them are pretty heartbreaking. Um, and some of them are pretty cool. So, uh, stay tuned and thank you guys so much for listening again, subscribe, rate if you can. Um, thank you so much for listening. Bye.